You can kiss my ass, metal oh, dick. Hey, 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 hey. That's my Dude, favorite. That's my that's favorite, favorite one-liner. Line? Really? It's so good. <laughs> Dude, this movie. We, you we've comply. been, we've you been talking. Ass, we've been dick. talking about doing this for a long time. For a long time. A very long time. Very long time. Um, gosh, probably since were we talking about this last year? Yeah, it's been at least a year. I think it's yeah. And uh, I guess I I didn't realize until we started talking about it before we sat down that this movie was a very large part of both of our childhoods. Yeah, this was one of like, I mean, I had seen. I think I'd seen Men in Black before this, but like this was one of the first Will Smith movies that I ever got to see uh, when I was a kid. Uh, I got it on DVD, and I put this thing into my portable DVD player. Yes, I would say north of fifty times, dude. It had on road to trips. have been. Yeah, like, I would watch it on the trip to our destination, and then I would rewatch it. Yes. on the way back, dude. We got. We got portable DVD players for Christmas one year, mm-hmm. and this movie was in that thing yeah. all the time. Yeah, dude. Like, I, one, of, one of probably my most watched movies ever, just because when I was in, like, middle school, yeah. I always wanted to watch this. I thought it was, I thought it was such a fucking cool movie. And guess like, what? It is it pretty is. fucking... It is pretty it cool. It is super cool. And I think, I think it was... Maybe a little ahead of its time, for sh- no, for sure ahead for, of its time. It, in good ways and in bad ways. Correct. Which we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get to both. But one of the, the thing that stood out to me most, I think it it it's probably been, it's probably been five to ten years since I've seen this movie. Like there was just a yeah. weird cutoff point yeah. where oh, when yeah. I was a, from when I was a kid to an adult now at twenty five. Like I had just hadn't gotten around to rewatching this movie there are so many amazing one-liners from will smith yeah that as a kid i didn't really get like i under, i found some of them funny as a kid but rewatching it now there are so many moments in this movie where will smith just will smith's the hell dude the out one, of every line he has the one that i caught is when he is with what's the the Doctor, the girl doctor's name is it Alex? Calvin. Cal- oh, he calls Alex her, is the actual actress. I yeah, think. he calls her Calvin. Um, I don't know what her the actress's name is. No, Susan. Susan Calvin is the character. Yes, Bridget Moynihan. Bridget Moynihan. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know where the fuck I was getting Alex from. Anyway, I have no idea. There's the part when Alex he go he goes from. to her apartment. Um, yeah. Right after the doctor's house was demolished and he was inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she starts like. Basically, like, critiquing his personality. Yeah. And he's standing up. He goes, oh, you want to put me on a couch? And he sits down. Yeah. He goes, fine, I'm on the couch. Fine, I'm on the couch. <laughs> dude, one of mine... Dude, one of mine is um, near the end when they're, like, going to take down the big bad. They're, like, going through, like, service tunnels. And Sonny, like, lets them in to the building. Yeah. And they're, they have to go up a flight of stairs because if they take the elevator, they'll get caught. And they look at this flight of stairs, and suddenly just goes two thousand eight hundred and blah 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 steps. And Will Smith's looking up, and he just goes, "Hey, do me a favor, keep that kind of shit to yourself." <laughs> <laughs> and just his like 
his delivery and the way he executes those lines, like there are so few actors who can yeah. do it the way Will the Smith other one, does it. When he's in the tunnel and okay, this podcast isn't just going to be no, us stating not. lines from the movie. We'll do some actual analysis. This is not another Christmas vacation. Um, but the part where he's when he first gets attacked by the robots in the tunnel when he's driving, and yeah. the one robot punches the windshield and goes, yeah. "You have been in an accident." He goes, "The hell I have." The hell I have. <laughs> He has another girl. Okay, last one. I okay, la- last one. This is my last one. one last one. Last one until we quote Shia LaBeouf because that's yes, coming. Hundred <laughs> percent. The the line he has a line right before that, like when the door is opening and he sees the robots with all the red lights. Oh yes. Yeah. There is no way my luck is this bad. <laughs> yes, it's so good. <laughs> oh no man, way my luck is this bad. Let you know what I, I want to. Can we start with things we didn't like? I want to end on a high note. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 And and this actually already, I think that that scene is where it stuck out to me the most. Yeah, there's just some pretty noticeable plot holes. Yeah, in this movie, mm-hmm. um, the one that I'm thinking of is during that scene where he gets attacked by the robots and everything. Yeah. and I get it. I get that the like robot cleanup crews are supposed to be like very efficient at what they do. They right. come out, they clean the tunnel after yeah. the whole thing. But he like mentions to the. He mentions to his police chief about the robots, and the guy's Mm -hmm. like, what robots? What robots? I just came from the tunnel. I just came from the tunnel. And there was no no robots. You're like, you're telling me that And in my head, I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, that tunnel is spotless? (laughs) There was a massive... That tunnel is spotless, and it's been a minute and 45 seconds. Yeah. And, of course, in movie time, and I'm sure... I know. Police response times, whatever. But, like... There's no like, char- there's no charring. Yeah. Like where there was a massive. Like you're telling there was me all that's massive, left. Is- there was a massive fire there, bro. And the robot committed suicide, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's an important plot point. It is a great plot point. Yeah. However, you mean to tell me that this robot jumped into a giant fire and exploded, and it was gone in a minute? Yeah. Come on now. Come on. Don't insult. Don't me. don't insult my intelligence like that. <laughs> One of my. Probably my my biggest pro- like the plot holes are what they are. I think like by the time I kind of got into the groove of the movie, I, I realized that there it, it's not the smartest sci-fi movie ever made. Yeah, but I kind of just accepted that that was it. It wasn't necessarily trying, which to I be. think is part of a result of it being ahead of its time, right? In a way, like you said. Which, but it's crazy though because there are some amazing like. There are some amazing plot points yeah. and themes in this movie that are very subtle and they're not in your face. And they're portrayed really well throughout the movie. It's just, yeah, some things happen. There's a little bit of like, there's that there's that video game um, physics in this yeah. movie sometimes. I Which, like when his car's spinning in the tunnel and then all of a sudden it just straightens out and starts driving straight again. I was yeah. like, that's not. That's that, not real. That can't. That can't be how that works. <laughs> I'm but, no scientist, but my however, <laughs> my biggest issue with this movie is a lot of it, a lot of the CGI aged very poorly. Yeah. It looks and I think you know, we've talked before about how like the best movies that implement CGI implement a lot of uh, uh, practical effects. They use a lot of practical yeah. effects to blend with the CGI. This used about zero. To kind of make it to kind of make it hard to 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 know necessarily when you're using yeah. the major, when the, the majority of the scene contains CGI or or non-practical effects. This movie is like the complete opposite of that where there is so much CGI and non-practical effects that when you do have a scene that is almost exclusively practical effects and non-CGI, it looks like they just like 
came out of a box into an actual set piece. And you're like, yeah. where that? Like, we were just in like, we were just in in in, in <laughs> Tron, and now all of a sudden we, we were in the grid, and now we're in the real world. Like, it does not yeah, look like especially Chicago. with the landscapes. Yeah, yeah, the the extra wides and all of the landscape. Yeah, like all, all of that looks just so painted and just clearly green screen. Yeah, it, it kind of took me out of the movie a little bit. Well, and I think we tend to we tend to forgive it because. It's so like expansive. Like the entire film uses poor CGI, but that right. shouldn't be an excuse. Not necessarily. E- even no. for even for a movie that came out in two thousand four, I get right. it. I get it. And that plays like, but into what I said, like they about, should have known their limitations. Yeah, about it being ahead of its time, it was like ten years. Like it needed ten more years for like that kind of that level of CGI to yeah. like be used in a way that looked a little more photoreal. I think this movie was produced and came out at a time where just relying on CGI was like the thing to it was do. Acceptable. It was. It was. It was. Yeah. It was just accept. It. It was almost maybe expected. Like. Yeah. Like you know, you have a movie that's full of robots and it's supposed to take place thirty years in the future. Like, yeah, of course you're gonna use CGI. How would you make it look like the future if you didn't use CGI? Yeah. And I think that is kind of to its detriment in the especially end, especially with. A like especially when your protagonist is a guy who is so anti-technology. Yeah, he's just surrounded by green screens, like and he's just surrounded by green screens. Eighty percent of this movie. It's a little bit of a um. I don't know. I it's it's done unironically. Yeah. <clears throat> However, a little bit unironic. Yeah. It's it's kind of hard to not juxtapose a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit. What sucks is like seeing this movie, like the the robot design, the NS five is like the main, yeah. you know, the main antagonist. What ends up being the main antagonist in this movie? In still shots, in shots where they're not in too much motion, yeah, they look really good. Yeah, like for two thousand four, some really really good dude the, special effects work. The the scene where they go into the warehouse and it's just like hundreds of NS5s. Yes. when they're not moving, mm-hmm. they look pretty good. Pretty and good. They also they got the mechanics. Okay, this is what kind of back to your video game physics. Yeah. It seems like they got the mechanics right for like when he shoots the robots. Yeah. But then there's the scene where he's like hitting one with a metal pole and it doesn't flinch at all. Right. And it's like make up your mind a little bit. Yeah. Like I get the robot is supposed to be stronger than you, bigger than right. you, faster than you, whatever. Yeah. But it's like we have to have a little consistency right. here. Anytime the robot starts like moving outside of like a walking pace, yeah. you get into like this uncanny valley territory mm-hmm. where it become like it's so close to looking real that it feels completely unreal. Yeah. And it again it just like it almost becomes a cartoon. Like this movie Yes, it this That's movie exactly my thought. Almost would have been better served as an animated film. It might have been, yeah, because of how much, just because of how much they rely on shit that just is is fake. So is not I think real. I think that's a good point because a lot of the times, I feel like the the special effects border on animation rather than right computer graphics, and right. I, essentially they're the same thing, but it's. Mm-hmm. It it almost is too, too much like animation for me, right? And I couldn't, I I really couldn't decide if I liked it or hated it. I hated that they couldn't decide. I think right. is the key, yeah. Because I didn't, 
I I think if the entire thing was done that way, it wouldn't have looked bad. No, if they had just gone full full bore, fuck it, special effects all the way. The yeah. issue is like again, we I, we keep going back to the tunnel. The tunnel scene is just a key moment, and there are a lot of things that happen in that scene. Yeah, <laughs> that revolve around the negative feelings I have. At the end of the scene, when the car finally crashes, it's like we spent all this time in this CGI tunnel. Yeah. And then it crashes into a concrete pole. Yeah. And then we're just in a real setting. And it's a real, the real car is there. Yeah. And it's a, an entirely real set piece. But we just spent the last 10 minutes in this crazy chase sequence yeah. where nothing is real except yeah. for Will Smith. And, and, we, and, and on that, when they set the scene in the tunnel. Yeah. I also think that their their perspective is a little bit off. Like because the first thing that I noticed, I saw that big old robot carrier truck, yeah. and I was like, that would have scraped the ceiling. Like because like the 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 yeah. the ratios and the perspective mm-hmm. is just slightly off. Yeah, where you're like that vehicle should not fit. Because right. it's the part where the, it comes off like the off ramp. Right, the off ramp, yeah. And it's like the vehicle is too big for the off ramp, yeah. but it looks small inside the yeah. tunnel. The f- and like, it's like we need a little bit of... Yeah, the physical size dial of things this in a little bit. don't make a ton of sense. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of scenes. Um, but then again, like there are some really good set pieces. Like when he's in... Uh, what's the doctor... The, the main scientist guy's name, Spooner? Uh, Spooner is the... Is the cop? That's, no, Spooner's that's the cop. Smith. Yeah. Um. um let's Alan see. Tudyk. What is wrong with us, man? There have always been ghosts in the machine. Uh, Alfred Lanning. Lanning. When he's in Lanning's house, and the robot starts demolishing the house, there's some decent kind of mixture of practical and special effects within that scene. Some of it, again, doesn't look great, but the fact that it was more of a blend and less of just a here's we're going to go fully special or fully practical. Yeah. Like it, it just, it felt a little more real. Like as the scene was playing out, it felt yeah. a little, you can feel the and stakes that's a, pretty, a little bit That's more. a pretty intense scene. It's it like, is. yeah, it's like claustrophobic. It feel, it feels yeah. like the danger is real. Right. And I think to your point, there are parts of this movie where the danger doesn't feel yeah. real. Granted at the very end of that scene, he does surf, Dude, the, don't on the door don't worry out about into that. The, the little the pool. The little pool. Yeah. That was I saw that and I fucking I was just like, oh my god, he just did I was I saw it I saw it coming. I was like, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna ride that door out into the he's gonna do it, isn't he? And then it happened. And I was like, that's just that Okay. Mid two thousands sci fi action. I get it. I get it. Um my one my final big not big. My final negative is um, actually uh, Will Smith in some scenes. Mm. I think that this movie has too much Men in Black Will Smith, and it needs a little more um, uh, I Am Legend Will Smith. There needs to be just a little... like Because Will Smith gets a little over the top sometimes yeah. with, with how he like like the comedic the comedic effect in the timing is great but yeah. then sometimes like all of his more serious moments just he like overdoes the acting yeah we talked like. about this a couple of weeks ago um when we were talking about Dwayne Johnson yeah i think early on in will smith's acting career there was a lot of times where he was just playing a version of himself yes and i think that this movie kind of 
is it sits on the fench. It blurs the line between yeah. is he acting or is he just playing? Is himself? he just yeah, is, is he, just is doing, he the character? Yeah, is or he, is he acting right? right? Yeah, and there's there's good and bad mm-hmm. throughout this movie, but oh, I yeah. think you're right. This is like, I mean, Men in Black. Will Smith was almost like personality wise was like almost Fresh Prince. Oh yeah, like that's hundred percent. Which, by the way, I love Fresh Prince. Uh, by the way, love Men in Black. Uh, love Men in Black. Love that movie. Are we about to do a Will Smith we might, se- hey, series? Listen. Will, we, keep my we, wife's name out your fucking mouth, Smith. We might series. need to. We might need to. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Anyway. Here's, uh, here's what I love yes. about this movie. Mm-hmm. Number one thing is I think the pacing is almost perfect. The only so there are some individual scenes where the pacing just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like I I think of the scene where he goes to visit his grandma right after she wins the lottery. Yes. And he's sitting down eating pie. The robot walks in and he's like, You need to get rid of that thing. And then literally he's at the door saying bye to his grandma. Right. And they're both they're just like kissing and hugging. And I was like, wait. What what happened? Like the whole point of that scene was to show that he hates the robots. We already know that. Right. Like they we've already that's already been established and like played out enough. But overall, that like, overall, the pacing, like when he first, um, I mean, when when they first discover Sonny, yeah, in the in the scientist or in the doctor's lab right, in Lanning's, yeah, room. um, and then and then you know by the time he's in Lanning's house when it gets destroyed, uh-huh. dude, that's like twenty five minutes into the movie, mm-hmm. and like I had I literally stopped and checked how much time was left because I was I like, wait. This is already happening. Right. I mean, the scene in the tunnel, there's still like an hour left. I know. I, I noticed which, that which too. Which I love because it, this could have very easily been like, okay, this guy hates robots. We know he's eventually going to be right. Yeah. Like eventually the robots will be bad. Right. He's going to be right. It's going to be like, hey, look, I told you so. Yeah. But what I love is that it didn't save that as a twist for the end because we already knew. Right. We didn't know that like Vicky was the mastermind. Correct. Right. Yeah. But we knew the robots were going to end up being bad for society. Right. Will Smith saw that. And instead mm-hmm. of making us go through the whole movie of him trying to prove it. Right. It was like within a, within the first half hour. Yeah. We got to see proof of it. Even if he was struggling to prove it to everybody else. Right, right. It didn't have to be a big twist for us. And that's what I loved. Yeah. They didn't waste any time getting to that portion of the story. Yeah. Because that wasn't necessarily the main point. Right. It wasn't trying to be some psychological story about, you know, whether or not this guy is right about his... his, his uh, preconceived notions or his prejudices like the movie goes yeah yeah, it wasn't as much of like we weren't necessarily watching like this personal journey for right for yeah spooner it's all about like while some of it is misplaced what he thinks is not far off from where things are going yeah we get that we we get get to unpack that it's you know that it's not so black and white yeah, but it's not like we don't wait the whole movie to find out whether or not he's right. And I and I love that because it means that we get to get straight into the action. Yep. And in a weird way, it lets them give more personality to the antagonist, which yes. is Vicky and through Vicky, it's all of the robots. Yes, correct. It's also like what you were saying like about it it, it not being all black and white. That's one of the things I really 
enjoy again like watching as an adult compared to watching as a kid that's one thing i picked up on a lot more was how how well the the story kind of blurs the line there in in kind of you know through will smith's character gets you to think about like where his prejudice comes from yeah why it's there in the first place and how throughout you know by the end of the movie he comes to a better understanding and it's less black and white and more gray yeah right? it, it, it it starts to blur that that line between good and bad and that is such learning learning spooner's background and why he hates robots mm -hmm. is such a good plot point and such a good character building point not only for him but also for the robots yes right like that right. that shows us it's like the old uh the old like would you rather of would you like divert this train that's gonna yeah, kill yeah. Yep. whatever like basically, would you be able to choose who to let live and who not? Right, to? the trolley problem, and that's what it's that's the in. choice that the robots make. Right, and and his background of like the robot chose to save him over his daughter. Right, that's some deep shit. Yeah, but also it gives us some insight into how these things operate too. Right, yeah, and and it's important because in order for in order for the AI to be a true antagonist in this movie, right. it has to have a little bit of depth. Yeah. And I think that's where I think a lot of like sci-fi robots. Yeah. I think that's kind of where they're lacking is not enough depth to make them a true character in and right. of themselves. Right. The movie kind of takes time to like create that depth too, because a lot of the robots right. we meet in the beginning and a lot of the ones we see before the NS fives, become the you know the antagonist are are actual they're pure actual just pieces of machinery yeah they follow the three laws they're i can't remember what uh um calvin calls them not something engine it's it's like a it, it, basically it means that they rely solely on on like odds and uh, statistical like analysis basically to to decide which decisions to end up making right like they talk about how Spooner had a 40% chance of survival and yeah. the girl Sarah had a, an 11% chance of survival right and in the robot's mind mathematically speaking it was better if the robot goes for Spooner it's making the better choice because there's a better chance that its action has a positive reaction right yeah and to have that as like the basis for, you know, the robot as a character, it sets up it sets up this very simplistic viewpoint of them, which kind of gets you in line with where Spooner is, and then that's when you know as the as the plot progresses, that's when you, you know, you start dealing more with the NS fives and you start unraveling this this murder mystery. Yeah, and then you learn more about Sunny and what the Doctor did with Sunny. And how that relates to this new line of robots that are to enable out. Sunny to basically bypass right. those <clears throat> objective or like that objective view of the world because right. in theory the robots only view the world objectively. Yes, Sunny is able to look past that. Right, and even like even Vicky in the end looks at the world objectively, but it's like what it's what it's what uh, Lanning talks about the the ghost in the machine, right? Yeah. That, even even if you create a perfect line of code, after a certain amount of time, there are so many sequences and so many processes going on within this artificial 
brain, so to speak, yeah. that there's no way you can completely be sure that that code isn't starting to randomize or do things that it's not right. supposed to. And that's exact like the ghost in the Vicky is like the ghost in the machine. Like she is yeah. the the prototype. She is the Vicky walked so that Ex Machina could run. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Vicky like Vicky's the reason all this is happening. Yeah. Right? Because she evolved to a point that was uncontrollable. Right. And Lanning obviously instead of trying to convince everybody of that, realized that he had to go in a much more indirect way by having Sonny kill him and you know he had he had to prove what they were capable of right and the only way to do that was to program it that way right right and but he also knew the danger of mass programming them that way like it, right. ha- it had to be sunny yes it had to be sunny and it had to be it had to be spooner too yeah which is wild because you know we're kind of relying on a guy that's super prejudiced even though robots are not humans and well and you gotta think about that too and I, I think that that connection also has to be made because Spooner, although he hates the direction that this new, you know, robot society is taking, he doesn't right. he doesn't want to be reliant on these robots. Yeah, but also he is because he's partially one. Like right, he is. He, yeah, he has an like an arm and ribs or something like entire he, left arm. He's partially a lung. Two ribs. He's partially robot. With yeah. the procedure was done by Lanning, right? And that's what—that's their connection. That's why they have such a deep connection. But, th- yeah. but that's also like that is important to the story uh-huh. because Will Smith is reliant on these robots, and he's trying to prevent that from expanding. He doesn't want right. his reliance to be any more than it already. Then it already has to be. Then a third of, or not a third, but and I think a good he also, chunk of his body. I think he also time. sees the danger of the robots are both the disease and the cure. Right. Right. Because he's only in this situation because of a robot. Right. And now he's only alive because of a robot. But he also, he has this very simplistic point of view in that, like all these things are doing is, is making humans less human. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're relying on things that are fully automated that don't require any sort of, knowledge of how to how to operate things and that's in a literal sense for him in a literal sense for him in the scene where um calvin comes to his apartment and she tries to play the stereo yeah she can't figure it out yeah and he's like you know he's you know he's like that sucks sucks, doesn't it when when other people's shit keeps breaking around you yeah like that plays into what he's been going through with 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 this with this murder mystery he's been solving but it also plays into his viewpoint of like Sometimes things are are best served in a in a way that you are the one manipulating it, right? Like the the current society that he lives in is something he very clearly disagrees with, but I feel like most people would also I hope disagree with. Like I don't want my life to be I want to be able to drive my own car. Yeah. I don't want to just sit in my car and let it take me where I want to go. Well, and that's go. that's part, that's where his, part of his frustration. Yeah comes from is like am i the only one that sees this like yeah. how how it's like he's always having to fight with the rest of society right be like how do you not notice this and he wears those dude the the vintage uh the vintage chuck Converse, taylor's the vintage yeah. chuck t's dude vintage 2004 yeah, yeah ironically um it's you know that again that just plays into like his his old way mentality but in large part you're kind of with the, I feel like in a lot of movies, like if someone has an old way mentality, it, it's seen as like 
a negative. Yeah. But in this case, it's actually used from a like a positive point of view. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people who get behind his character realize like, yeah, I don't want to, I want to, I don't want to live in a world like this. I want to be able to yeah. make my own decisions and well, and this, like do, do, you know, drive a motorcycle around, even though it's gas powered. Like, yeah, it, it's kind of that. It's a rare instance of like, Hey, maybe the old way isn't so terrible, especially with this movie coming like four years after the turn of the century. Like that was, yeah. that was like a real yeah. fear at the time. Y2K was still very, <laughs> right. very like, close in people's minds. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that sort of, desire to hang on to I don't even really want to say tradition but I guess in yeah. a way that's that's what he wants right it, it's more so just autonomy that's right. what he's trying uh, really, to really yeah it's less tradition and more just being independent and self-sufficient yeah like not yeah. having to rely on so many other things or or in this case robots to make decisions for him or or you know get involved in things that were a human involved might have gone a little differently. That's one of his biggest, that's one of the biggest things he's, he struggles with, with what happened, um, with, with Sarah and the, the truck driver that the, you know, that, that drove them both off a bridge and ended up killing this little girl. Yeah. Right. He struggles with that idea of thinking, you know, had a human been there, it, it would have been another version of me and they would have made the decision I would have made. They would have let me go and they would have, Tried to save, save her, a child. Yeah. Who cares about the odds? <clears throat> right, right. Like why? Why let odds play into a decision like that? Yeah, right. That's one of his. Another. That's again. That's another one of his. His biggest things. He's fully understanding. And people, people write him off as a, a character that doesn't really understand the advantage of of these robots and this this modern tech. But he, throughout the movie, you come to realize he fully understands what they're capable of, how they make decisions and all of that stuff. And he still disagrees with it. And well, because he, he doesn't want to live in a world where an algorithm makes his decisions. Right. Right. And, and, and also I think part of an important part of his character is that he's not going to change his mind. And no. this, and this, and the, the movie doesn't really try to create that conflict in him. Mm-mm. And I think that that could have like, that could have, they could have easily done that and it would have been to the detriment of his character if they tried to make that a conflict in his mind. It, at no point does he question whether or not he's right. right. And that's yeah. important for the whole story to progress the way it that is. it does. It's really the reason why he ends up you know, un- uncovering what's really going on. Yeah. is because he is totally de- dedicated to what he believes. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Hey, good for him. Robots, remember, I'm not going to lie. Robots scare the shit out of me. Remember when his grandma asked him if he got beat up by that kid? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, Gigi, I haven't seen him since the third grade. She goes, he used to beat you up so bad. He used to beat you up so bad. <laughs> hey, oh, we got in this movie a cameo from yeah. Shia LaBeouf. Actually, yeah. I don't even know if it, I don't know that it's, I don't he, know that it's a cameo I'm at that pretty point. Sure this is, is like pre-Transformers yeah, Shia this LaBeouf. Is, yeah, this is like even Stevens. This is even Stevens Shia, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. He even has the hair, like the yeah. long curly hair. Yeah. I, seriously, dude, you can kiss my ass, Metal Dick. I'm going to start calling my, <laughs> I'm serious. I'm going to start calling my phone Metal Dick. Yeah. Because I feel about that phone the same way Shia LaBeouf <laughs> Felt in that moment about that robot. That robot's like, are you going to comply with what I'm telling you? He said, you kiss my ass, metal dick. <laughs> Dude, okay. Actually, speaking of... Yo, Spoon, she is shit hot. Stop cussing. <laughs> yeah, he go goes, home. He I goes, got it. what I got does it. that mean? You know what yeah. it means. <laughs> Dude, um, 
the the scene between the mob and the robots. Yeah, we kind of trashed on video game mechanics or video game. What do you call it? Video game physics. Physics. Yeah, that scene looked pretty good. It did. The yeah. the the clash between the robots and the mm-hmm. mob actually looked decent. Right. I think it's again because there's enough of that blend of practical, like yeah. real people. And there's in the so scene. many real people in the scene. Yeah, yeah. There's so many real people actually there. Yeah. True. It, yeah. That's a great. That's that, a great. Dude, that like, scene was cool. That's a that great, cool. super small moment in this movie, but it, like it makes a lot of sense. Like yeah. yeah, people aren't gonna fucking people aren't gonna. Yeah. Exactly like, right. What it, I don't know what Shia LaBeouf is like. This is martial law, and Shia LaBeouf's like, you know. Citizens' rights, Martin. There is no curfew. It's, like, ba- what the, it's what basically the hell are you like, about? fuck you, you're a robot. Like, yeah, like, why are we? And I think that's the key: is the people are finally like, wait, you these, these are computers trying to boss us around. Don't tell me what I can't do. Yeah, like, exactly right. Like, you serve me. Yeah. Yes. Not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Dom, AI scares the fuck out of me. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes when I, you know, I watch this movie and I think, man, we're kind of some things we're doing. Yeah, Getting a little, a little close to some of the realities in this movie, and I was a little terrified at the end. Hey, but hey, th- you know, sorry. this movie uh, actually kind of freaky, especially when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, super, yeah, super freaky. Like the they obviously the the robots are the NS fives are a very humanoid design, which is almost scarier. It is like the fact that they have like irises in their eyes. Yeah, like, that shit. When I saw, when I was watching it, you know, uh, yesterday. I realized I was like, damn. And Sonny, like, like Sonny actually looks like Alan Tudyk, and I don't really like that. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know, weird. And I'm sure they did some sort of motion capture, at least a little bit. Probably with him, I would think. Uh, I feel like yeah. you would have to, but also, like, it's just weird. It's, it is. I don't, ugh, it feels nasty. It just gets me a little. <sighs> um, Gives me the heebie jeebies. I don't know that we really need to grade this necessarily, yeah. but like, this. This movie was just important to building my love for film. Yes, same. Like same. Th- this yeah. is just one of those formative movies. Yeah. That I didn't really realize was formative at the time until I yeah. I took the time to kind of revisit it. This movie is very for me personally like I enjoy despite all of its faults and there are plenty. I love watching this movie and it also like it opened the door to better sci-fi for me. Yeah. Right. Like this was the reason. This movie was one of the reasons I got into like, like, uh, sci-fi, like more realistic sci-fi. Yeah. Like sci-fi that that hits a lot closer to home, as opposed to you know like like Star Trek or Star Wars. That's very sure. you know very much sure. a a futuristic. This is a lot more grounded. This is a lot more grounded. And again, like in two thousand four, if this movie were made now, just let me let me paint a picture for you. This movie were made remade today. You get John David Washington oh, to play Spooner. Oh, yeah, dude. you get Shia LaBeouf in the same cameo. Uh, you have to because fuck it. Because like, fuck it. He's just a he's just he's some Shia LaBeouf. He's some bum that lives on the streets. Like, of course, of course, bring Shia LaBeouf dude, back. Actually, dude, that's a great idea. Have him as like if you casted his character as like mm-hmm. a homeless guy that yeah. the cop is just around all the time. Right. Right. Like he doesn't get in trouble, but he's just like kind of always he's just kind of, yeah, he's yeah. probably like nosy showing up to crime scenes just to see what's happening. Just to see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, then, perfect. okay. All right. And, and say, I know what you're going to say for the, for, uh, for Calvin. Yeah. Anya Taylor joy. That's not what I was thinking. Who are you but, thinking? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I just, I I wasn't thinking that you were gonna cast, uh, Calvin. I thought you were gonna cast Doctor Lanning oh. as Michael Caine, dude. Michael Caine, right? And then Robertson. Oh, who'd be a good Robertson? Oh, dude, dude, or dude, Doctor Calvin as like Charlize Theron. Yes. Oh yeah. Right. She would be great. She would be and great. And then you know what? You know what? Huh. For Lawrence Robertson, the the red herring, the red herring antagonist. Give me, um, oh my God, uh, 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 Walter White Heisenberg. Oh yeah. What is his um, dude? What is his name? I can't. I this is not happening. Um, this is not happening. Does it have a C in it? Oh, I don't know. I literally just watched Drive and he was in it. Does it have a C in it? I don't think so. Are we? Are we? Are we stupid? Are we dumb? Are we, are we big are, dumb? Are we dipshits? actually stupid? Let me. We I'm might gonna. Be. I'm gonna just look it up real quick because otherwise, Brian Cranston. Jesus, what is wrong with us? Anyway, <laughs> but with like today, anyway, with and today's then, special and then effects, Sunny. Sunny could be played by like a current comedian who's trying to like make their move into yeah, like serious films. Into, that yeah. would be like. You could add a little bit of freedom there mm-hmm. to to like a robot. Like uh, it would be funny just to imagine a robot with like a programmed in sense of humor, especially oh, one yeah. like Sonny that can break the rules a little bit. Right. And Sonny does like in like in his lack of like knowledge of what it means to truly be human. There is some humor there. Yeah, true. It's pretty subtle and it, and it, it, it does. It actually kind of plays well in this movie. But dude, I think this movie is like. This is one movie I would love to see remade. Yeah. With like with better special effects, yeah, with I think a, you're right. a little bit better writing in some the, spots. The problem I think is that this movie could not like nobody would remake this movie um without Will Smith as Spooner. Like there's no way that this yeah. would get remade and he and that character be recasted. That's the issue. However, yeah. well one of the issues. However, um maybe casting Will Smith currently would be an issue <laughs> Dude, <laughs> listen dom it's been a hey, year it's been a, it's been a still... year you know what we've never really addressed the uh the alopecia in the room or the elephant Ooh. in the room sorry oh oh my gosh i'm gonna lose hair over that why one. did i oh, <laughs> oh stop no. stop no. Hey, uh. i don't think we really need to Every, no. everyone God, knows no. everyone Will knows Smith is already going through it enough He's, the last thing he needs is some fucking Will Smith, if you're listening, <laughs> he's we're, not. We're not keeping your wife's name out of our mouths. Sorry about it. Actually, I don't think we have ever said her name, though, to be fair. Jada. Is it Jada? Jada. Jada, Jada yeah, Pinkett. That's right. Smith. Anyway. Who, uh, <laughs> listen. Hey, listen. Oscars are coming up. Oscars are coming up. Um. Uh. It honestly. I did love Will Smith and King Richard. It's too bad that this whole thing had Too bad to- that this movie is a... Or this movie. Too bad this movie came out 20 years ago. And Will Smith is obviously a very different person now. Um, I'm pretty sure at the time he was married to someone else. Probably. I think it was Thandie Newton. Newton. Yeah. I think they were married. I can't remember. I don't know who Thandie Newton is, but... She's, um, she's, um, um, she's the guy, the, in I Am Legend, she plays his wife in the, in the opening scene, I believe. Yeah. I could be wrong. I might be you wrong. You might be wrong. Fuck it. Who cares? Um, 
yeah, I don't think we need to grade this movie. It's obviously very impactful for both of us, and uh, you should watch it. You should, by the way, you should watch it. It's Especially very fun. Especially if you're not, if you're not a huge, like, if you don't have a stick up your butt about every movie being no, some no, 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 no. life changing, life altering, you know, piece of art house. If you're a fan of Darren Aronofsky, you can go fuck yourself. If you're, um, if you're not, I'm just kidding. By the way. If you're kind if of. you're like on the fence about sci-fi, yeah. or if you're not into like the like space empire type like sci-fi, interstellar type, like sci-fi. this, you'd probably like this. You this might enjoy a, this. This is a good introduction Honestly, to sci-fi. I think. Yeah. Get your toes wet with iRobot, and then and then go watch something on. even better, even better, like Interstellar. I don't know why I got so focused know. on Interstellar because you was talking about space. Uh, and, yeah. And I just that movie makes me cry. And Love it though. Love it's that so movie. good. Love it gets better every time I watch it. Gets better every time. Every time. Uh, we're going to Iceland this summer, dude. And oh, that's right. That movie was a lot of it filmed yeah. in Iceland. Yeah, they're like dude. they're like it's gonna be other sick. the the scenes filmed on other planets mm. or not film. You know, you know, yeah, you know, Iceland, Iceland. Yeah. Um, hey, let's bring them out. Guys. Let's do it. Um, so Dom, I don't yeah. know if you know this, yeah, but we are currently available. On almost every podcasting really? platform, where, your, where can you listen to uh, us? Heart so desire. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Okay. You can listen to us on Spotify. Okay. You can listen to us on SoundCloud. Okay. It's where they host, where we host all of our content. Now Without I'm SoundCloud, we would not we would have a beautiful catalog that we currently have. Without SoundCloud, we have. We almost, would have to broadcast our show over the radio. Dom, we have almost a hundred episodes of this show. That's crazy. Almost a hundred. Shout out. This is SoundCloud. this is traditional FRP episode seventy one. Yeah. But on top of that, we have some front row commentaries. Yeah. We have, we have our, front row frights. We have our holiday specials. We have some. We have behind the front row. We have front row frights. We have some. Uh, um, we have trailer some breakdowns. Trailer breakdowns. Our BTFRs. Oh yeah. Some of the f- yeah, some of my yeah, favorite yeah. episodes we've ever done are BTFRs. Yeah. I got to shit talk. Taylor Swift one time yeah. in a BTFR, not on purpose. We, we got just, to like pimp some home runs. Yeah, dude. You know. Yeah. We it's, got it's we great. got to talk about why comedy is so important. Yes, and that's something that we still talk about all the Actually, time. Actually, we talked about it today. That, that we basically talked about it today. That epi- that episode happened when um uh someone passed away. Um, uh, why, did, why does this? What the hell is why does wrong this with us today? To us? I literally used <laughs> I used this guy. It was starts with an N. N starts with an N. Nay. <laughs> I hate us. I hate. So, I hate us. Uh, hold on. I have to look this one up because if I don't, if I don't, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be pissed. Um. Um, Come on, bring it home. The point I was making, we yeah. talked about the importance of comedy today when we brought up Will Smith uh, mm-hmm. slapping Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. That is the reason why comedy is important. Mm-hmm. That exact reason. Norm MacDonald. Told you it starts with an N. You did. Um, so we, we did that episode when Norm MacDonald passed away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, like that conversation has carried... Like, we did that like a year ago, year and a yeah. half ago, when you were living in your apartment. Yeah. That conversation is one we continue to have, partly because, like, there's never been a better time for stand-up comedy. Right. Like, we're in one of the best eras of stand-up comedy ever, right? And, and, and because of the importance of stand-up comedy mm-hmm. at the moment, 
whether it's the Chris Rock special that just came out. Yep. Um, whether it's basically anything Dave Chappelle makes. Mm-hmm. You know? Guys like, I mean, you got Rogan, you got Tom Segura, you got Burt Kreischer, Ari Shafir. Like, not only is it like a great time for stand-up comedy, it's a great time for all varieties of stand-up yes. comedy. You have your storytellers, you have your one-liners, you got guys like Dave Chappelle who are a little bit of a mix of both. Like, all the and full the full spectrum is covered right now. It's keeping these streaming services honest in a way. Yeah. Because they really don't have a choice but to provide yeah. comedy unfiltered. Streamers, now, yeah. trust me, there have been plenty of bad specials that have come out oh, for sure. over the last couple of years. Yeah. But the fact is, the, the comedy is kind of what keeps these streaming giants from mm. censoring their content right. in a way. And just, I mean, there has been, there has been bad, you know, whatever Netflix originals, HBO sure. shows, whatever. Yeah. But the comedy is what basically gives these creators freedom to make what they want. Yes, because you can't, you know, if you're Netflix, you can't start nitpicking movies and being like, this is not going to be in here. You're not allowed to say this. You're not right. allowed to say yeah. that. And then turn around and drop a Dave Chappelle special. Right. So it <clears throat> it makes them at least be a little consistent. Well, and also like comedians are like, are, are like pulling receipts too. Yeah. Like remember like what happened with Andrew Schultz? Someone, he still has never said who, wanted him to edit his special. And he said, fuck you. And he released it on YouTube. And he released it on his own and still made millions of dollars yeah. on it. Yeah. By just dropping it by himself, yeah. he had like a limited release where he, you know, was it was behind a paywall, and then he dropped it for free on YouTube, and it has like ten plus million views or whatever. Yeah. Like it's insane. It's such a great time to be a comedian, and I'm gonna bring this back to iRobot because of course you, are. you know Will Smith. That's um, what we do. What I want to say is that Will Smith used to be funny. Now he's a cuck. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that's how I was gonna. That's how we wow. that's how bring it back. Wow. I mean, am I wrong? So anyway, you can send am us I, emails. <laughs> We have an email. <laughs> we do uh, have an email. Frontrowmedia1 at gmail.com. Yep, you got it. Um, we're on, uh, I almost said Twitter. But we're, fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> we're on Instagram <laughs> We're on Instagram and Facebook at Front Row Pod- Media. Front Row Media. Front Row Media. Instagram and Facebook, Front Row Media. Leave us no, a- No, Front Row Podcast. Front you row were podcast. right. Jesus we got rid of Front Christ, Row Media. Dom. Front am row I, podcast. Am I living in 2022? You what must, is wrong with me? I don't know what the hell is wrong with you. Um, hey, leave us a leave us a review on Apple Podcast if you want to. Um, uh, send us a DM. Uh, let us know uh, if you want us to watch something. We will watch it. I actually, I got a couple wrecks. Sweet. I got a couple wrecks. Um, Love it. A British friend of mine wants us to watch some British films and uh, do some reviews. Hey, he is. That's a, he is where a, I draw the line. He is. A, <laughs> this is America. God. <laughs> Damn it! Watch some British films. Um, what is Britain? Is is that like a like a place that? So what? We're gonna watch some like I Revolutionary War movies? To be honest, or I have no idea. I have no clue. No idea what they are or <laughs> what they'll involve. Wait, do they make movies in England? Apparently, you know. Uh, I hate to break it to you, Dom. What? Chris Nolan is British. Oh shit! <laughs> I just break. <laughs> I I think I just saw you control alt delete. <laughs> Your, it, it your was brain like, hey! was just boop. All right, yeah. let's, dude. This let's get this out of is here getting this a little dog. too much. Yeah, we went all over the place to handle, there. bro. All right. and now Leo's hopping in, and we just we got to get out of here. We're gonna get out of here. Just remember, we love you all. Tell your friends. 
We love doing this. We're going to keep doing this. Um, and just remember, if tech is bringing you down, just say, kiss my ass, metal dick. And and just remember, keep Will Smith's wife's name out, out your, your fucking, fucking mouth. mouth.